Hi, I'm Eddie Pepitone from the Long Shot Podcast. You are listening to Proudly Resents. I enjoy Proudly Resents. Well, you know my voice. I'm very energetic. I start out big. <laughs> yeah. I start out huge. I try. Welcome to Proudly Resents, a show about great, terrible movies that we all love to watch. We have stars of a bunch of good movies and a bunch of not so great movies. Yeah, I've only been in one bad movie. How many I've only been in totally? one good movie. I've only been in one movie. That that voice sounds like Alan Alda. That is actually <laughs> Al Magical and Chris Spencer is here also. How are you? No, Al, what do you mean? You were in one bad movie or one movie I got total? a phone call. Just one movie total. I've only been in one movie. I've been in a couple TV shows. Right, you were Gary Unmarried. Gary Unmarried, so there's one bad TV show. With the great show. Al Moore. Uh, Al <laughs> Jay, Moore. Jay Al Moore. Jay Moore. And you want everybody to be Al, Alan Alda, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Al. Everything. the great Jay Alda. That's how you do it. You just say Al the whole time. And then I was um, in Welcome to the Captain that was uh, written and directed by John Hamburg with uh, Raquel Welch. And, uh, Can we talk about that for a split second? Sure. Have you Jeff seen, Tambor? did you ever see... Mm-hmm. This is a terrible show. <laughs> you are Mexican and did disservice to, I don't know what nationality you were playing, but um, it, w- it took place, it's yeah, supposed that. to be like the Hollywood Tower, which is a famous... It's supposed to be the, on Rossmore. Oh, right. El Rey. There's the El Rey, yeah. yeah. Beautiful building, and it's supposed to be all the crazy people who live there, and uh, Al was, where were you from? But he was a, a bellboy in the... Most, you know, part doorman. Yeah, guys, night watchman, doorman sure, like yeah, type guy. The only doorman I know is Ralph the doorman from uh, the Jeffersons. Sure, there was that. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. But in all of these buildings, and certainly in New York buildings, there is a guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Man's the mail and man's the front. <laughs> and, and I was and, that guy. But what, what were you channeling for that? Um, I, well, they wrote him as a Latino character, but um, there was really a guy in the building named Moses. And then yeah, I, my, name was, <laughs> my name was Jesus. And so he, John was r- really writing what was in there at the time. It was very funny. Um, There's a lot of celebrities in that building that we encountered when we were in the building. Who'd Hugh Hauser yeah, lives in that building. Huge. Hugh He's awesome. Did he want to be on the show? Oh, he was marveling. You know, Hugh Hauser from uh, he does the uh, California Gold. He does these local PBS shows where he goes into a town in California invades it and talks to like everyone and every shopkeeper but he just has one camera guy and him with a mic so he was marveling at all of the equipment that was a funny you actually have lights oh yeah look now what is that is that an audio cable i don't understand (laughs) what oh look at all the cameras yeah and he does a show he does a show for years and he has one cameraman he talks to the cameraman like come on rick but he gets mad when people come up to him because they ask him where rick is and he's like, I'm the star of the show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I forget. I know Jack Black had an apartment in there, and a lot of people just keep apartments there. Cameron Diaz, I think, had an apartment there. Yeah. Uh, I dated someone whose dad rented her the uh, penthouse up there. I used to do amazing. it to a massage lady who had a place in there. Oh, you did? So she did yeah. very well for herself. Mm-hmm. Or she knew or where the she clients just were. Had, or she did it to a yeah. lot of people, I guess, maybe. She was a trainer slash masseuse slash 
whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holistic whore. L.A. prostitute. Generally. Soy whore. Soy whore. It was a show. I, look, I... I am l- more proud of that than I am of the Carrie Unmarried thing. What? Yeah. But there was a lot of good actors in it. Who was in it? Who? Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Raquel Welch. Fran Kranz. Chris Klein Whatever. was in that. Joanna Garcia was in that. It was. Uh, it was. That was a good show. Uh, yeah. It uh, had potential to be good. But you're right. saying you, in my Chris character Klein. was really big. It was big. Wa- That's all. Very, Just very I knew you would know you're not. You don't. Can you do the accent? Yeah. Can you go, go from go. Alan Alda to. I go, hi, welcome to the El Capitan. I'm Jesus, your daytime attendant. That's what I, I yeah, sound yeah, like that. Defended everyone in the room, and none of us are Mexican <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever nationality that is. I don't is. know what that was. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Farsi, Look, man, I, I, got, of, uh, I got two kids. If uh, they're sure. paying my you know rate, like, you know I'm this, showing up. That was a, a mortgage accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that there was you go. Private school. I like now, it. I've actually since I went on a speaking of movies, I went on an Adam Sandler audition at uh, Happy Madison, which was my last straw. I think Gene Pompa will be doing the role of the gardener. But after that, I walked away and I called my manager and I said, I will not be doing that voice ever again. I just feel, I feel bad about myself Can walking out of this room. Can we hear it Can again? No, it's the, same, it's the same fucking voice. It's me doing a heavy Latino accent and just going mustache. <laughs> and do you shave the beard? Do you have a full beard now? Do you shave the beard? Or the audi- no, I didn't do it for that one. I just felt like if I did, that would help. Now, I mean, your father just... is is Latino, right? Yes, Mexican? I'm so half you, Mexican, half Sicilian. Yeah. Do you bring in when these auditions, like his family, like his mother, and relatives, and that to pe- look more Mexican? People in the I bring a bunch of people in the, on the audition with me just so I can appear to one be truck. more Mexican. One, one truck, truck. You all just drive in one pickup. I start auditioning <laughs> well before the audition. I start uh, just in case. Right. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Don't believe you. Yeah. This guy's authentic. He's really committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he came in. I mean, he drove like he started in East L.A. and yeah, and just went all the way. Look, if somebody when pilot season comes around, which is and now, this role is going to exist for me again because it always will. There's always going to be an opportunity. For example, the Wild Kingdom show with Will Arnett and right. Mitch Hurwitz. I was very close to getting that house role and I was doing the voice again because I was the potential there's a house manager door of mature woods and this Latino character guy is going to exist and I do a funny ish guy no he's very funny the it's guy funny. who's on stage what's that yeah that guy that guy's you know, I do it a lot of it in my act mm-hmm. too until you're making me feel bad no 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 but you just said you won't do it again but you will do I'm it again I'm not doing but I would do it again I mean look I have I'm lucky enough to have this little ABC thing going right now. But I have two kids. I have a mortgage. I have, for some reason, I have three cars. I'm going to be selling a car. <laughs> and uh, I'm... Um, three station I, wagons, too, right? Yeah, three station Really? <laughs> no, I have two station wagons and a You're Prius. a collector. Yeah. <laughs> You're a collector of <laughs> sticky station wagons. Yeah. If you need a station wagon with some donut grease yeah, on yeah. it and a bunch so, of shoe marks. I'm just saying I have two kids in private school. Right. And if the voice is going to get me my rate, Sure. My, like my quote. So for, you're back. So after Adam Sandler, what? Ha- but what happened after the Adam Sandler movie? After the Adam Sandler thing, I said I won't do that anymore. Just so I'm not going in for these like little bit parts. I'm saying if I really believe in the project and I think it's funny, and it's I wouldn't go in on a Parks and Rec this year because it was a janitor that they wanted me to go in on, and there was nothing to it. There was nothing funny about him. See, the Jesus character was different. Real quick, because I don't mean to make you feel bad. No, no, no. But he had there was something to that character other than the fact that he was a Mexican guy at the front. Right. He was in everybody's business. He was really nosy. 
and there was some he was a nuclear scientist the backstory yeah <laughs> there was a, yeah college. denise richards as a nuclear scientist in that <laughs> bond movie or whatever but you made fun of that, Chris, right, in the movie Black Dynamite? Oh, of what? Of, of black stereotypes or stereotypes yeah, yeah, in movies. Yeah, well, it wasn't so much as of, uh, of making fun of black stereotypes, but it was almost supposed to be like this movie that never came out. Like, they shot this movie in the 70s and it never came out. So, but I wouldn't consider that a bad movie. I was just... No, I, no, that's a really funny I just IMDB'd myself, and I have uh, plenty others to talk about. Yeah, I, I pulled you up here if you want. It's easier to watch. I got it right here. Jesus. <laughs> I did one got? called The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Now, that was one of those uh, parody films. Parody films. And yeah. it wasn't good, even though it was a parody straight, film? That was a straight to DVD. It, went, it, it didn't even go straight to DVD. It went to I think right it went to straight phone. to China. <laughs> <laughs> they bootlegged it. The barbershop <laughs> had it before the DVD player. The premiere and, was and, at, and at the barbershop. You know, the premiere <laughs> was at a beauty shop near you. That <gasps> was awful. Uh, I've done... Look at this. This is crazy. Well, Black Diamond, Black Diamond is a good film. You should run out and get it. I've done stuff with Uwe Boll. All right, let's talk about that. Let's, I know you. I know he's got to be a, a, a healthy topic when you, you guys talk about bad movies. If you are listening to this because you're a fan of bad movies, you know Uli Bowl. He is, he's the Orson Welles of bad films. He admits to being the worst director ever. Right. He, yeah, he's made some of the worst well, what, films. But here's a good thing. I happened to do one of his good ones. I was in Postal. Postal is, I hate, I'm embarrassed to say, very funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, the opening scene, I don't know if you want to. You go ahead and tell him. <laughs> I don't feel I'm going to get strung up. The opening scene is so, he, he made a movie that's way over the top. Every movie he makes, the background, oh, right. German filmmaker, he found a loophole in the tax system that if you lose, if you spend a bunch of money on a film, you get it back in taxes. Like 90% or something crazy yeah. like that. So his budgets were like $60 million. His And he had investors that were like, here, we want to lose some money. Yeah, because they wanted the money back. So he made, every movie he made is based on a video game. Right. Blood Rain, uh, House of Horrors. Right. Which is the name of the king. The name of the king, which is great. You should run out and see that. Um, <laughs> Blood Rain 1 and 2. Well, it was a dungeon one. He, he does a lot of horror Siege. ones, too. Dungeon Siege. He, he had big names in that. Yeah, he does. Jason Statham and... Jason Statham, Burt Reynolds. Brian White. Because uh, they're making... They're probably... It's cash grab for them. They're well, making t- Talk about cash grab while I, I look for this. I did a movie. Actually, and I forgot a movie. I got cut out of a movie. I got cut out of Frankenhood. Frankenhood. Uh, I'm gonna tell you who produced that. Uh, it's Miguel Nunez's guy. They used to be on China Beach together. Ah, oh. China Beach. Remember China Beach? Who, yeah. who, who was the director? The show producer? or the beach in San Francisco? No, the show. The, <laughs> the show. China Beach. Yeah, yeah. No, Sam. Stan. Stan Foster. I guess so. I wasn't around for it. I got D-Ray. it. D Ray. D Ray was in it. Uh, JB Smoove, I think, was in it. What's the big dude? Uh, Bob Sapp. Yeah, Bob Sapp was in it. <laughs> Jasper Red <laughs> was in it. And so um, I was in a movie called Lies and Illusions, and when I was there, Christian Slater was in it, and he goes, I, it's like, why are you doing this? They were laughing at the script. I mean, just him and his buddy were just having the best fucking time making fun of the script, and they were doing whatever they want. He'd go in for lines in a scene and just say... This is lies or this is Frankenhood? Lies and Illusions. He'd go in for Lies and Illusions and say... Something close to it, and they were perfectly happy. Cut, take, good, yep. Brent. Let's go. Let's he's on. in a couple of Uber Bowl movies. He is. He's in uh, one with. Uh, well, let me talk about who is in with the girl in, in the name of the king, which is a great movie. Dungeon Siege Tale, based on the game Dungeon Siege. Right. By the way, all these people keep their natural accent. No one tries to do a medieval <laughs> accent. No one. So Jason Statham has his uh, English accent. So you got Jason Statham, Lily Solibesky, John Reese Davies, Ron Perlman. 
Um, There's big names in this movie. Big names. Matthew Lillard, who's yes. way overacted. His head yes. should explode Remember, at some point. You know, he played Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right? He's good for my gym. I know him very well. Ray Liotta. Burt yes. Reynolds, he plays a wizard who dresses just like he did in Goodfellas. <laughs> right. He has got like a long cape that looks like it's leather. Right. And he looks like he's he wearing jeans. He plays good wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he just said it. They go there for the money. So uh, Christian Slater said this. He goes, he goes, Al, this is just a CG for us. And I go, what's that? He goes, cash, cash grab, man. We he talk goes, about when we watch bad movies, it's bag of money. The elusive bag of money. You know, James Earl Jones is sitting in this terrible film and sci-fi in a bad spaceship. And they're like, he's got a bag of money right Bag next of money. Yeah. All these dudes, some of them do it for like cash. Yeah. Yeah. They come cash. in. Cash. That happens a lot with a lot of urban movies too. Like they'll get a big time rapper, which who wants to be in a movie, but right. his name on the DVD cover will get people to buy it or rent it. So they'll give Method Man 50 grand. They'll give, you know, uh, Snoop 150 thousand dollars to do two days just to get that picture on the box right but uh, but say some rappers who want to be actors they'll take right. these crappy movies absolutely just they, even not get even the chops going yeah yeah so all these let's go to, back to uli bowl your favorite director your he your treated muse. me well he yeah. paid he, he, he up my quote yeah. i was like i won't do it for less than this he's like okay fine i was like i was joking okay let's go <laughs> he had money to burn what who cares cheese so every movie he does is based on a video game. So there's House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, yep. Blood Rain. Alone in the Dark is Christian Slater. Christian Slater's in that fiasco. And so Postal is also based on a video game. Right. Even though it's a satire about 9-11. Yeah, oh, so tell them the opening scene from, that, uh, from the movie. So it's, it's the airplane that's going into the World Trade Center 9-11. And the terrorists break into the pilots, uh, into the cockpit, and they got a knife to them. And they're, they're flying down the plane. And they're on the phone with Saddam. No, no, first they start having an argument about, I can't wait till we get the, the 50 virgins. He goes, 50? I heard it's only five. No, it's 50. <laughs> Call Saddam. Hello, Saddam. Yes, we are. No. Me, and, <laughs> me and Akbar are having a, or is it 50 virgins or five? It's only five. Okay, thank you. And now they're trying to fight over it. Fuck that, we're turning back around. Let's go to Hawaii or whatever. So they're turning and all of a sudden... It's too late now. It's one of the, it's, the opening is incredible. The opening is crazy. It's so funny and so over the top. Like, yes. I can't believe this is on screen, but it's really funny. Yeah. Who else is in that movie? What was the one he did with the rats? The rats? Rampage? He did one with the, these, these rats in, in, the, in the diamond mines in South Africa. I mean, he does movies like yeah. with cheese. So what was it like being directed by him? What, did he give you direction? Is it like Alison? He, he was directing another movie while he was directing <laughs> us. <laughs> No, but tell, tell me, I, I really do want to hear about the role and... You okay, know, I've done two movies with him. I did uh, uh, Deliverance. What's it called? Not Deliverance. Blood Rain 2. Deliverance. Blood Rain 2, The Deliverance. <laughs> the Blood Rain 1 actually made some sort of profit. Yeah. Had, had uh, a name. Who was the chick that played Blood Rain 1? Yeah, hold on. She's also in The Name of the Father. What's the little bad Mexican girl's name that has the potty mouth? She was in SWAT. Michelle Rodriguez. But she's in uh, a lot of his movies, or yeah. two or three. He's a great director. Like, he just... I mean, I don't know. I, I've never actually seen any of these movies that everybody calls bad. But on our set, he was attentive. He loves to joke. Here's the best part before I even get to how he directed. So he has all these little bloggers that talk so much shit about him. You ain't shit, Uwe. He said, okay. He invited, all, he invited four of them up for a boxing match. Now, this dude is whatever golden gloves in Germany. These little nerds come up. There's like 500 people. He sets up a ring in, in front of, in this township in Vancouver, 
Was this while you were shooting? With while him? we're shooting. This is my second day of meeting him. And he beats these kids' ass. You should try to figure out a way to show him. Oh, we'll put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. These little nerds are trying to fight Uva Bowl. And then after they get their ass kicked, bloody. They're talking shit about him as a director. Oh, yes. they all say he's the world's worst. Yeah, it's so bad. And so he's like, all right, I will box all of he you. He said, oh, I'll fight you up here, first class, put you guys up, and we'll have a fight. That's how he solves that he's a terrible director is by boxing them. Yeah. So he had he them wins, all one by one, four dudes. He beat the, the shit out of them. You know what it's called? With Uli, gloves. Gloves, yeah, gloves. Uli Raging Bull. That's <laughs> what the video. He's a little tank. We'll have this full thing up on the website. Yeah, so him directing. So you saw this? You were there live? This is my this? second day going like this. I better not fuck up. <laughs> I got to fight him. How does this prove that he's a better director? It, it, it proved that you can't talk shit about him. Okay, that he's a real man. So what's funny, after, the, he would make the bloggers talk after. I just bloody lip. I just say, you know... <laughs> Man, I mean, you're a great guy. Yeah, not all your movies suck. You know, these dudes have their mouth. They're, they're, they won't stop saying that's the, the movie The noise sucks. in the background is us playing the fight. So he's in the black. Who was <laughs> kicking this kid's ass? I mean, it, we'll have it up and you can see it. I'll turn on the bottom. So what's, what's incredible about Uber Bowl is he's very passionate about his projects. Like, he really gets into them. You know what I mean? Right, right. so he cares. I mean, Postal seemed like he really gave, gave a shit, but Blood Rain, like, what... Did he care about this? Blood film? Rain, we were. Uh, Did you have more than one? He was the vampires. We were vampires in a western town. So mm-hmm. he just liked me so much. He just put me in the western town. <laughs> like I really wasn't anybody like significant in the movie. I was this black guy who gets killed. I don't think I've even seen it. Oh, you just ruined it. Black guy never dies in these films. No, first no lately. Of all. Well, since Barack came, they've been right. slowing it down. We get to go to the third act. Right, right. You get a couple other people. Yeah, before I, get, you. I, get, I remember getting killed. There's a guy who's a vampire. Who the guy who plays the vampire? I feel like I asked. Him, I was like, I remember his name. Do you remember Christmas Story? Christmas Carol. What was the one with the little kid with the little glasses? Yeah, yeah Christmas yeah. Story. Christmas Story. Remember the guy who was the bully, the redhead dude. The guy gets stuck to the pole. Yeah, sticks his tongue. Yeah. He's grown up and he's... He's a, in this movie? He's in a, quite a few Uwe Bowles movies. Did you ever see uh, <laughs> E! True Hollywood Story? No. He wants to be an actor so bad still after being a child actor that he did porn. But he didn't do any sex scenes. He just did the comedy scenes, non-sex scenes. And like he did Thomas a, Ward, the guy who does Bill Cosby. Thomas there's a, Ward, yeah. There's a comic that hangs out at the AVN comedy award. store. Yeah, a friend of he ours, the plays he Bill does, Cosby. He does such a good porno. Bill Cosby that he does the uh, bone in the Cosby. They did the Fuxtables or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the triple X, but not the Cosby Show. Oh, put your penis. Yeah, he does the whole shebang. And he did yeah. that. In, did he have sex in the movie? No, he doesn't have no, sex. Doesn't have sex. Yeah, yeah. Theo, Theo, put, put your, your penis in her pudding. <laughs> So but, he, but does Uli do more than one take? Does he give a shit about lighting? Yeah, he does. And, he cares. Yeah, yeah. He does care. I think I think a lot of those movies were in, when he was first starting. Uh huh. You know what I mean. Well, there's like ten of them. Yeah, I think the scripts aren't up to par. Is what happens a lot. So he makes. Where did those scripts come from? He's right. Written a few. Uh, he's got a couple of partners that do stuff. Yeah, he's got to get rid of the partners. Well, another Blood Rain's coming out. Did you get called for that? No. Third Reich. I'm dead. Oh man, they need maybe you come back. Also, in the name of the king, two is in post production. Another uh, Jew-friendly movie called Auschwitz is coming out, and then Benny, who's I guess is a movie about the guy who dies in Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> he ran out of video games. Unless Auschwitz is a video game, but I love how Postal had to be based. Postal was a video game that had um, Gary Coleman in it, which is really bizarre. And it was about you're a postal worker who goes crazy and shoots people, 
And some of his movies, like... But we had Vern Troyer in ours. Oh, you did? We topped it. <laughs> Who can we find shorter yeah, and meaner? <laughs> Vern <laughs> Troyer is the littlest dude I've ever seen in my life. Like, sure, he was yeah, scary. Yeah. He's beyond midget. Like, like the polo problem. man can whoop his ass. The man <laughs> yeah. on your shirt yeah, will yeah. whoop his ass. <laughs> There's a scene where he actually gets in a suitcase and has room. Like, he could, he could turn in the suitcase. He's, just, he's very tiny. It, it was scary. Like, I felt for him because it was like a baby walking around. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Dave Foley's in it. Which Dave Foley? No. What's significant about Dave Foley in this film? Full frontal, butt naked. What? I don't know how big that bag of money is or why he did that, but he went full frontal. Having a conversation with his dick out. Yeah. (laughs) Did Uh. you? Did you talk to him about this? No, I tried to avoid it. (laughs) Not to the penis, just in general. No, afterwards he didn't bring it up. Well, he's gotten divorced a couple times, and you think you see, can see okay. why each guy needs the cash grab. Like right. everybody that <laughs> the soup Nazi dude is in it. What's his name? Yeah, he's in it. Um, Larry Thomas. Yeah, he's good. J.K. Simmons, who's in everything. He's the bald guy that's in the closer. He's in every show. He he's in everything. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. Uh, Vern what's Schroer. the old man's name that's in everything? Cassan Cassan Seymour Cassell. Seymour Cassell. What? How did I? <laughs> Yes. Damn. He's in it. What's the old man is in everything? I think he kicked off the set because he was a pervert. He was trying to like touch oh, and grab all. Dude, that's every my girl. friend's father-in-law. Seymour <laughs> Casal. Seymour Casal, so come here, baby, honey. So, yeah, come here, sit on my lap. Ah. Take off your clothes. Well, there's a lot of girls in bikinis in that film, yes. so he probably there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of nudity. That's when Seymour Casal. I'm not sure what his marital status status is, but he has earned the right to go out and bang chicks on B movies. <laughs> That are willing to well, do they it. know who he is. Maybe. Yeah, does he walk around with some film reels of his I old John Cassavetes films? But, I, mean, he like, I started this shit. <laughs> I sit on my lap. Are you saying that in between marriages he can do it, or he was in a bad marriage and he should be able to run around chase these girls? I don't. I don't even know. I just think that <laughs> when you're on your way out like that, when you're gonna die, you and people are still willing to give you money to be in these bad movies. Right. Like you might as well just start banging, you know, hopeful starlets. <laughs> Like you take the fact the that you still bang is good. Yeah, I I interviewed this guy. I felt so bad. It was a seven year old guy. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but anyway, he had a lawsuit that he won, and that's why we I had to interview him. And I walked him back to his hotel late at night, and this hot girl walks by us and gives us a look. He keeps walking. He goes, "God damn!" And he's like in great shape. He's a good. He's one of those like built guys, mm-hmm. like, like clean Eastwood, like a small clean Eastwood. He's like, "God damn!" And that's the problem with being old. The opportunities there, but no one's gonna fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Like, I still want to do it. But I think that's what we sort of realize is that through all of this and all the actors that you see in these movies, somebody makes an offer, mm-hmm. and you get the offer. You don't have to audition because none of these people had to audition. An offer comes in. It's for a certain dollar amount. Everyone has a price. Sure. Why not? I think there's a scene in Entourage when Vinny Chase goes up and performs at a little girl's birthday party. Right. Because they're going to pay him $250,000. No, I, I'm not To show it. up. No, I'm just saying, as an actor, to be in these movies, it's a cash grab. That's all it is. Is it, You're sure. hoping nobody fucking sees it, <laughs> and you know it's not going to go out. And it's your to, job anyway. Your skill is an actor. Yeah. Christian Slater is so good of an actor. He can go in, sleep through it, and then go and t- take some money somewhere else. He was hilarious. He really yeah. was like one of the funniest guys. And like you said, it's the face in the box is what the, the reason they the pay face him. face on the box. And also, I see them doing that with any animated film that comes out. You could get a million people that are talented, more talented voiceover actors, but they want somebody for the junket. 
So they want somebody to do right. the interview. Chris Rock has a joke. It's like kids don't give a fuck that uh, <laughs> Steve Carell was the mouse. Well, Morgan Friedman was in this <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. They care less. Just doing my lines. It's Here's another bad movie I did. Okay. Delta Farce. Oh my oh, god! Wow, you were in that. That was with what Larry the Cable, Larry the Cable Guy, Cable guy yeah. Bill Engvall, and DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls yeah, yep. he's done a lot of films. Uh, 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 Keith David. Oh wow! Not uh, David Keith. No. Okay. David Keith. It's big Where difference. What David Keith? He was on a show. Uh, yeah, he was on a couple of shows. That that show that bombed right away on Fox about uh, the con men. American Idol. No. He was in Lone Star. <laughs> Lone Star. He <laughs> yeah. played the father con man in Lone Star. But now, what did you do in in that in the movie? Uh, I played the black guy. Okay. Uh, I was a pilot. Delta Force. I was a pilot in the plane. We were delivering. They were in the back of the plane. The plot is they think they're going to Iran to serve and and fight in a war, and they end up really in Mexico. Right. So they see all these <laughs> people who were. <laughs> Great story, right? <laughs> yeah. Keep going. They think they're going to uh, Iraq or wherever, Afghanistan to fight, and then they get there and they see these people who look similar to supposedly uh, Middle Eastern people. Right, not white, I guess. Not white. And not black. So somewhere in the middle. Right. So, Al, how did that audition go for you? (laughs) The play, the stereotypical mix. I I just, it's funny that you mentioned that movie because now you put two together. How it happens also is that, and I mean, that call had to come from your management company. They produced it. They produced it. (laughs) My so, managers also managed Larry the Cable Guy sure. and Bill Ingvall. Right, so they should keep making movies. And they also did uh, Witless Protection. Witless. That was another one with we, Larry the Cable Guy. Well, you were in that. Jenny McCarthy. No. Yeah. She was. Now, was she the love interest or she was in it for five minutes? I think she, she was playing Witless. <laughs> he played Protection. <laughs> yeah. That's like Hustle and Flow. He played Hustle, she yeah. played Flow. So, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, so, so what did you play in the film? I interrupted. Oh. You were the co-pilot. You brought him to Mexico. That's right. That wasn't even the pilot. No, Damn. your credit is this co-pilot. Is, this is pre-Barack. <laughs> yeah, I was just the co-pilot. Your, your mom was screaming at the screen, make him the pilot. Let's I played uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. That's what I played, a smaller version of him. <laughs> um, do your parents see any of this stuff? Like, do you, do you, yeah. And what do they say? I don't know if seen any, No, they've never seen any of those movies. Oh, my mom and dad saw the Christian Slater, Cuba Gooding Jr. one, and they said, well, you were good. Like, you, you... <laughs> That's all they need to see. Yeah. Cuba will run to go get a check. Yo, Cuba, yeah, Snow Dogs, career, right? Isn't that Snow Dogs too. Like he doesn't need, oh no, someone else did that, but he he'll that do a Paul sequel. Paul Walker, yeah. He was in, oh, did you ever see Daddy Day Camp? Yes. No. The did? sequel to oh, Daddy to. Day Care is Daddy Day Camp. Yeah. Starring Cuba. Because initially you go Eddie Murphy and Jeff Garland. Right. right. And then Cuba Gooding Jr. They want to make another one because that did well. That couldn't right. have cost anything. So there's a sequel and they have Cuba playing Eddie Murphy's part, and then they have a generic fat guy playing Jeff Garland, who I saw at the gym, and I was like, maybe I should find a better gym. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, his goal is to play the fat guy. I mean, he's yeah. not really trying yeah, really yeah. hard. He's working a lot. That movie, have you seen that, the Daddy Day Camp? No, I saw it, Care. I was, the, I was the premiere of Daddy Day Care. Kids love it. The kids love it. Kids love it. Yeah, Daddy Day. Daddy Day Camp, and then now they're doing one in the South. It's not going to be a black actor. It's, going to, it's a redneck. Right, it's called Daddy Day Clan. <laughs> and it's going to be Clan's members and their kids. <laughs> it is so wacky. I don't know how dads can be yeah, in the clan and take care of the kids. Some clan, some, yeah, obviously some clan well, members Speaking of it, in Daddy yeah. Day Camp, directed by the kid from Wonder Years, Fred Savage, Right. it's a camp and they have a rival camp and they have this competition and he doesn't want to, and Cuba doesn't want to do the competition. And when you want to do the competition, you take the spear and you throw it down. So literally three quarters into film, the climax, 
couldn't junior chucks a spear wow and it, we just all stopped the film was like did, did he just chuck a spear <laughs> like wow so it's not very far from daddy day clan shit <laughs> that chuck wow. must have been huge he also did but do you think movie. fred i mean who i know who's a very nice guy uh-huh. uh fred savage <laughs> do you think he had any idea no but he does he did have an he's a very smart dude he went he to made, stanford oh, and the party down's great he did a bunch of those his last name is savage <laughs> He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he knew he was a savage. He was telling me a great story about, because we got to work with Martin Short, and his brother played the bad kid at the opening of uh, Clifford, the oh, movie wow. where uh, Martin Short plays uh, a little boy, <laughs> which is one of the best movies ever. My, I introduced it to my kids. And they, they love just, it? They love it. But that's another sort of campy, yeah, yeah, right. bad movie. I mean, it's it's taken off though. What was the story you were saying that? Oh, I was saying that Fred Savage's brother played the bad boy at the beginning. That now Clifford has grown up and he's become a priest, <laughs> and he's talking about this to this bad boy and convincing him to stick around. Clifford the, the dog. No, Clifford, the uh, little uh, tiny oh, boy played right. by Martin I'm like Short. tripping. I'm like, what it's are you a bad, about? It was a bad title for the film because you always think of the dog, dog the right. big red dog, sure. not the tiny little boy. Martin Short's another person who's done a lot of bad movies with all the talent that he has. Santa Claus Part 3, where he plays the Friesmeister or something, kind of Jack Frost or whatever. That was awful. Yeah, I uh, was, coincidentally was, worked with uh, oh, no. Martin Short and David Krumholtz, who were both in those movies, and they were just talking about it. They were like... It's just got to be a cash grab, everybody. Like, you need yeah, money. Yeah, well, you got to say, like, he was in the first one, then they're like, you got to be in the second one, and they're like, we're going to give you a, a huge yeah. amount of money to be in the third one. Look, you. I think people go out and buy these houses and overextend themselves. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's all about staying simple and then keeping your dignity, I think. I guess he's filming Frankenweenie, Martin Short. These are all Martin Short movies. He did a movie based on Jiminy Click that was just bad. Like, he made the movie. Just Jimmy Glick, I think he, Martin Short, is the funniest man. He's so great. He yeah. really is genius. Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Hysterical. Now, I don't think you'd get it, but Santa Claus, yeah. it sounds like Claus. Escape, yeah, oh! Yeah. I know you guys are professionals. So I just felt like but, I mean, to. when you look back, what did Strange Brew cost? I mean, oh, those... A great movie. Yeah, but, I mean, what in terms of a budget... Just we'll look me. that up. What's the point of... What are you trying the to get The point is, is that you don't... I think people are better off making movies on their own and with smaller budgets rather than doing these cash grabs. I think you're just getting lazy. And I think um, that uh, people could pool their resources and actually well, just yeah, make no, a... But see, that's... Because you're a producer and a writer and a director. A lot of people are just talent. They don't have the ability to think and do the things that you're talking about. So if somebody comes to Martin Short and says, hey, we got twenty fifty thousand dollars $50,000... For you to do uh, Santa Claus 7, how's he going to say no? Well, they, I mean, I think they're going with a lot more than that, too. I think he's making, that's like a $2 million job or something like that. Right, so he's Martin Short. But then you can sell the movie on it. Like, Absolutely. we don't know if we want to do a third one. Well, we got Martin Short to play the bad Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Martin's going to say, wow. yeah. While I'm wor- and while I'm working on trying to get money to do Jimmy Click, the, the, uh, Independent the, film. the, the series, yeah. here's money right here's easy money right here that I can use to put in it instead of going into my bank account. I'll go do this porno or whatever. Adam was <laughs> nice enough to pull this up, but The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, Strange Brew, the estimated budget was $4 million, and that's in 1983, so doing $10 million now. But, and then he did it up in Canada, uh, Elsinore Brewery. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
The gross was double that, a little over double. And I think also since then, is in terms of. Yeah, well that 4 USA. million Canadian is 30 million American, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they made they doubled money. the money. They doubled the back money. then and it's a classic and it's run a million times and and it was a great movie no matter. Was that Dave, sure. what's his name with him? Who's in the movie with him? Yeah. Uh Rick Moranis and Dave uh shit, come on. <laughs> Dave Thomas. What Dave are you Thomas. Thomas. I, I, I spaced out for a second. I didn't forget. I'm sorry. I, no, to me too. <laughs> obviously. Max uh Max von Sydow is in that. I feel like every time I see Max von Sydow Ever, he's always doing some kind of sellout role. Like I don't even know what now, is. isn't it? It's he, Elsinore uh, Brewery because it's really a parody of. Uh, they ripped off Hamlet. I mean, they just, let's be honest, they just ripped off Hamlet. But why aren't <laughs> more people ripping off Hamlet? I, mean, I don't understand. It really is. All you can do is go through any Shakespeare, any classic. You know who played the voice of their father? Was. Um, Tracy Ullman. Yes. No, the guy, the guy who did all the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, yeah. Mel yeah. Blank? Mel Blank. Dave yeah. Thomas plays the father and Mel Blanc's voice comes out. Max von Sydow has been in The Exorcist, Robin Hood, Shelter Island. I guess that's good, but he's in The Black Hole. and He's in everything, yeah. Every shitty movie. Rush Hour 3. He's a great bad guy. He's his a, face. But yeah, it, he's it, always a bad guy. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, he's good. So will you continue to be, I mean, we're both in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, two kids, private schools, cars, wives, my wife doesn't work she has a potential to um yeah and uh i'm just saying we're both that's why we sort of you know click because we have all the same problems and our partner is about to be just like us it was maz jabrani yeah well he's in a whole nother position but obviously (laughs) if a movie catcher position yeah yeah, if a movie uh comes up an opportunity to do another bad movie you would do it you probably just do it. Right? I mean, why not? I mean, what They're it, doing anything else. Yeah. Here's a good thing. The industry doesn't see them, so they can't judge you. But also, the fact that you were in an, like, a real film makes your value up. It's strange, but like, if you're in like a bad Robin Williams film, and everyone knows Robin Williams is doing it for the check, and da, 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 you're still in a Robin Williams film, and it's a major release, right. and you, still, you brought up your value as a movie actor. Yeah. So it's worth doing. But also, yeah, it's a job. It's a skill you have. Right. Why not use the skill? You, yeah. you ever see Sin? No, what is that? With Gary Oman and Ving Rhames, I'm in that too. Go see that. Is that good? It's okay. Ving Rhames is a lot of... He's a great actor. He's great. Gary Oldman's a... But how do you... Ving Rhames was supposed to be in that Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. role on my movie and just fell out. Okay. In Lies and Illusion, Cuba Gooding Jr., last minute, higher. Cuba <laughs> uh, Gooding Jr., by the way, has an ice skating rink in his house. That costs a lot of money. That is Snow Dog's money. That is Snow Dog's two is money. Really? Yeah. So I he, know he needs... plays a lot of hockey. Yeah, ice hockey. He plays out out in his backyard. Shoot. Yeah. So someone's got to pay for that. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Overextending yourself. And but not... do you think if he waited to do better roles, he would get better roles, or he just wouldn't get any no, roles at all? No, I think he's come to grips with the fact that it's just keep. Well, you coming. know what's so funny is that he did. A, he was an American gangster, and he was incredible. It was a small role. But the dude still has chops. So I don't know if he's getting the looks he was getting when, you know, the Oscar first came. Everything I've seen him do, basically, is not, nothing's been really a studio movie except for, like, that Snow Dog Kitty stuff. Yeah. He did a movie with Lee Daniels with Helen Mirren. Yes. It was, like, an assassin or something? Yeah. And it was weird. You know what fucked that on him up completely? Radio. Radio kind radio. of fucked everything up. Because I think, look at the drop-off after radio. <laughs> All right, we'll look at the list. <laughs> well, that's supposed to be your guarantee for your Oscar is to play the, the handicapped dude. Maybe that's where he was going. See, he went from, 
uh, and Bill Burr does a very funny joke about it, but he went from the uh, the diving black guy, you know, the Navy man, mm-hmm. right? And then he went to radio right after that, if I think it's correct. He didn't have many great films before, too, though. Just run down the IMDb real quick, and we'll just talk about height and just map it out. Real you want to talk about right after his big movie? Start right before Jerry Maguire. What was before that? Well, he was on MacGyver. And Boys in the... Oh, he was in Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. There you go. He was great. There you go. So Boys in the Hood, that's Star Maker. Right. Right there. Boys in the Hood. Uh, MacGyver, Judgment, which is with a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Murder Without a Motive. I don't know. As a TV movie. Gladiator. Abraham Lincoln Hayes. Gladiator. Not the, that wasn't the... Uh, 1992. That was the one he was a boxer. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie that no one saw, but yes. everyone thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it was good. A Few Good Men, everyone okay. was in. Daybreak was a TV movie. I don't know. That was Judgment No, Night. Daybreak was with... Uh, no, it was just TV, so maybe it was something else. Oh, okay. He did one where there was Outbreak or something like that where... Outbreak was, was a movie that he did. I was reading the New York Times. Dustin that, Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. That he was a smaller role and he had to take it. And they go, he had to... Here, if you say this is New York Times, was like he had to take the role and only got paid sixty thousand dollars, and I was in college reading this, thinking like only sixty thousand dollars was amazing. Yeah. But still, you know, all right. So here's another thing they probably heard of: Lightning Jack, that movie he did with Crocodile Dundee, where he Jesus played a mute Christ. partner in a western. That's where it started. That's where it started. Yeah. yeah. Yep. When uh, he's trying to bust out. Uh, Crocodile Dundee as comedy with Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan was like the <laughs> smart white guy, and he was the mute black guy that shot himself in the foot. Literally shot himself but in the foot. But he didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. And you could, it was mute, and you couldn't hear him screaming. So he didn't have a voice. We can get metaphysical. So there you go. That's the first one. Yeah. Losing Isaiah, that helped him go back up. Jerry Maguire. Losing Isaiah was with Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. As good as it gets. So he still had people wanting him in their movies. Yeah. What Dreams May Come, Murder of the Crows. Chill Factor, another bad movie with um, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, where yeah, they how do I remember all this? they have to drive an ice cream truck yeah. and keep it at a certain degree or blow up. Yeah. It's speed <laughs> with an ice cream truck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rat Race, which was pretty much a mad, 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 mad world. I think Whoopi Goldberg was in that. In the Shadows, Snow Dogs, Boat Trip. Boat Trip. Oh, <laughs> Boat Trip. Have you seen Boat Trip? Fox. It was another one of those kind of like. Movies wow. where there's like 900 stars and 52,000 of them are on no, the No, no, no. I think oh. that was with the guy from Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands, and they pretended to be gay on they a gay cruise. They were on a gay cruise, cruise by oh, mistake. Oh, right. For some reason, they had to stay on it. Vivica A. Fox is in it. I knew Vivica was in it. Sanchez, Rosalind Sanchez is in it. Yeah, that was, they had like 90 people on the poster. Yes, actually, it's funny. I'm looking at the poster now. Like Cannonball Run. Remember back in the day, they would put everybody on the... <laughs> yeah, Rat, Ro- you know, Rat Race uh, is one of those, too. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Cannonball Run kind of vibe. Shadow Boxer. Yeah, that's, that's the, the good that's movie. The Daniels one. Yeah, Dirty. It was real gay. What year are we in right now? Shadow Boxer. 2002, 2003? 2005 was Shadow Boxer. Five, okay. So Dirty. He was in Norbit. Right. In 2007. Killed a lot of careers. What Time Love Is. And Norbit had a lot of good actors, actually. In so it. you're saying uh, every three movies a year? Two movies a year? Yeah, like Just keep four coming. movies a year. Busy, movies. busy man making a lot well, of money. Yeah, these movies, they, but they take two seconds to shoot them. Sure. You know what? I'm going to buy an ice rink in my... <laughs> I'm okay. sure he's that's, a, that's when you made I'm that sure choice. I'm sure he's getting two million a pop for the yeah. ones that he's starring in. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the bigger ones. I want, Daddy's Day Camp is not on here. Where I missed it. He took it off. No, Daddy's Day Camp. There you go. After Norbit. It's we'll like s- a tattoo. He can't get rid of it. <laughs> Daddy's Day Camp. I was like, why did you... How much is that rink? Sandy <laughs> Newton is in Norbit. And she's yes. an amazing actress. She's done great movies. 
And then she just kind of was like, I don't know. She probably thought she for color girls. I didn't. What did you think? I liked white chicks better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having people call in to tell the worst movie they saw last year in 2010. Yeah. And uh, Judith's one she called in was for color girls. Oh, my God. It made Precious look like the sound of music. I've never seen so much horror. And like I'm like, how much more shit can black people go through in this movie? I'm going to go to the worst one. The dude is arguing with his wife. He's a Vietnam vet, played by Michael Ealy. And it's based on this play, so I guess he it's took an amazing stuff. Play. Yeah, the play's supposed to be incredible. Yeah. He gets mad at her because he thinks she's cheating on him. He takes their five-year-old and three-year-old and hangs them out the window and drops them to eight, eight stories to their death. There's not one black man in the movie with any redeeming qualities. One's raping them. The other one's under, under in the closet. The other one's a murderer. This other one he plays is a drunk. It's like, I don't, I don't know what happened in Tyler's life. I, Tyler Perry somebody had a bad needs life. To say, somebody needs to give him a hug. Yeah, a man needs to give him a hug. A man. And not the way he's been I getting think Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Not like allegedly. I think plenty yeah. of men are giving him a hug. No, but in all his movies, I've seen a bunch of them, that the men are usually like. They used to be all dark skinned. Okay. So whoever raped him first was a dark dude. <laughs> We, 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 Again, we, allegedly. But now, Dark allegedly, yeah. yeah. No, but he talked about it on Oprah. Okay. Betrayed. I mean, it, it, uh, about his about being betrayed. You okay. Because uh, uh, these things happened to him as a kid. Even the woman across the street was was raping him. Now, either this dude's dick was huge <laughs> in his jeans, and everybody was like, "I gotta see this dick." So people got, gave him a lot of slack from all the good guys being light skinned and the, the bad guys being dark. So now. There's quite Michael a few light-skinned light dude. Khalil Kane, who's a good friend of mine, is uh-huh. a, plays a bad guy. Who's He's very fair-skinned. Right, right. But I couldn't believe all the turmoil in this movie. Oh, yeah. Janet Jackson. Judy. Great actresses in there. Felicia Rashad, Whoopi Goldberg, Thandie Newton. I mean, the yeah, list Janet Jackson's on. great, right? Well, Jan- she had some crazy It was scary scenes. because Janet sounded too much like Michael. She sounds just like Michael. I'm looking at her, and she's had so much surgery. It's like... Oof. It's like Geppetto's dream job. <laughs> He's like, if I can get to that bitch, I'll be rich. Hey, I'd like to thank Al Magical and Chris Spencer for doing the show. Twitters are at Al Magical and at the Chris Spencer for Twitter. Very funny comics. Also, Al. Chris and Maz Jabrani will be co-hosting Minivan Men. Minivan Men, new podcast coming out that I will be producing. Other podcasts, there's a new bad movie podcast called We Hate Movies. Out of New York, check out We Hate Movies. Very funny, very informative. Also, if you're in L.A., check out Horrible Movie Night. If you're in San Francisco, check out Bad Movie Night. Google them, figure it out. All right. Thanks for listening to Proudly Resents. Make a comment or suggest a film at reachadam at mac.com. Twitter is at reachadam. Join us on Facebook or proudlyresents.com. If you like the show, put the episode up on your Twitter, Facebook, stumble upon, dig, you know, all those things. Tell a friend, I'm Eddie Pepitone, and my Twitter account is at Eddie Pepitone. <laughs>